This is Drex One, and this is another episode of the History of the Bay podcast. Shout out to the producer, Skino. Behind the camera today, we got King Said, Rocky Vision as well. Shout out. D.O. Behind the Boards, sponsored by the good folks of Amoeba Music San Francisco. And also, I'd like to announce a new sponsor, the folks at Dying Breed SF. You see the gear, you see the hat, you see the jackets, you see the graffiti supplies. This could all be yours, man. Dying Breed SF, go check out my folks on 24th Street in San Francisco. And today, we got a special guest. Oh, man. I, I don't usually do long intros, but I'm going to do a long intro today, man, because yeah. this is what this platform is for, man. The real history of the Bay Area live in the flesh. And when we talk about hip-hop, there's a lot of talk about how we don't honor our legends, we don't honor the forefathers, even on the East Coast, even in New York where it started. Yeah, you know about Grandmaster Kaz, you know about Melly Mel, but do they really get enough credit? Does Bad Cool boy. Hurt get enough credit? I feel like right now, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm turned up because I'm sitting with our Bay Area pioneer. I feel like he's cut from that same cloth, man. The roots of hip-hop, along with Matt Calvin T. Yeah. Today... Straight out of Richmond, California, man. Oh, man. <laughs> we got Mac Magic Mike oh, in man. the building, yeah. man. You hear me, man. What's up with my guy, guy, man? Thank you for coming through, bro. I appreciate yes, you, man. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is going to be dope. Oh, this, this is going to be epic. I'm excited. I'm juiced. And I want people to really, if you don't know, today you're going to find out. That part. And one thing I want people to find out is, hey, bro, you got bars. Oh, man. Like, you, you really be rapping, bro. Like, even your early joints, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you could take those same raps and put, put them on the beats today. today. Yeah. And they would still sound ahead of its time. So I was just wondering, man, I haven't done this before, but but can, can we get a quick 16? Can you can you bust a little something for I'm the a, people? I'm going to give them a, a bar. The bar that's relevant to this interview. Let's go. It's from... Hummay. Okay. But I got to let the people know with this 16. Do your thing. Welcome to the beginning of the saga of the Mac and commentary. Borderline scary how they call me legendary. Suckers got the audacity, act like they ain't never heard of me. Mm. And I've been serving game raw since 82 or 83. <clears throat> it was Magic Mike and Calvin T. Crack rhymes out my mouth, nigga. Dope boys was paying me. <laughs> it ain't a secret. I won't let it be a mystery. If you're going to be off in this thing, at least know your damn history. I flooded the bay. I was the sharpest of the sharpest. Ask my nigga 40 Water. He'll tell you no problems. 25 years plus, he been paying homage. I fucks with you the long way, my nigga. High mileage. Knowledge. It's the key to success if you're going to fuck with me. Undernourished poodles thinking they're going to get the best of me. Question if I'm OG. How the fuck I got the recipe? Game? Money? Mackin'? Longevity. Get the money, huh, man? Stack it up, huh, man? Stay solid, huh, man? Never fold, huh, man? Shake busters, huh, man? But break suckers, huh, man? And stay away from them fake motherfuckers, huh, man? Huh, man? Yeah, me, man. Mac, Magic Mike in the building, bro. Huh, man? <laughs> yes, I'm sir. saying that's bars right there, man. If they don't know... They about to find they gonna out. They find man. out, man. You hear me, man? Appreciate appreciate you spitting that. But now, now let's now let's really get into let's it, man. Do it, where man. it all started, bro? Uh, Richmond, California. Were you born there? Born in Oakland, California. Born in Oakland. Grew up in. Boy, Richmond. Wait, wait, wait. Born in Berkeley, California. Born in Berkeley. Born, B -town. born in B town, man. Uh -huh. Grew up in Oakland till the age of seven. 
And, and what was your home life like and who, who raised you primarily? Women. Okay. Grandmother, mother, auntie, girl, cousin, twin sister died at birth. So it's women, women, only male in the house. And you know how that go. Even to this day, that can go one or two ways. When you're the only male in the house surrounded and, gr- and growing up around women, you're either going to be sharp or soft. Right. You're either going to be sharp and learn from these women or you're going to be soft and be like these women. And that's what's wrong with our race today. I ain't going to get into that. <laughs> I, yeah, I could dig it. So were they tough on you to help you with that process? Or like, did they give you the proper boundaries? I was, I was a little... Nah, they, they was black women. Oakland, California, come on, black women yeah. in the late 60s, early 70s, man. You know what I'm saying? I was I was raised right, mm-hmm. respectful, mannerism. You know, I was raised right. Little managed little dude, but I was raised right. You feel me? And I was smart. Yeah. So I excelled at everything. Right. And I excelled so much at shit that I got bored and started getting in trouble because, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, yeah, I was, my mother and my grandmother, they knew I was going to be somebody. Mm-hmm. They didn't just know, you know what I mean, what, but they knew I was going to be somebody because I was always a little smart little dude. I can yeah. dig it. So, so you moved to Richmond when you were about seven, right? Boy, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the rich we yeah. go, man. And, and what was that experience like when you, when you got there? What was your impression? Uh, uh, when I first moved to the rich, I was sheltered. Mama sheltered me. Like, moms wasn't going. You know what I mean, she knew what it was in Richmond. Miles wasn't going. You ain't finna be in these streets. You know what I'm saying? My mother was a Jehovah's Witness, so mm. she kept me in the Kingdom Hall. Kept me, you know, doing some constructive, doing some art, some gallery, some, you know, anything, yeah. poetry, whatever. But I'm in Richmond. Mm-hmm. I gotta go. I gotta get on the school bus. I, I gotta walk to the school bus. I, I gotta go to school. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, I gotta go to school. <laughs> you gotta sit in the classroom. <laughs> I gotta sit in the classroom. <laughs> I gotta make it to the next period. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and the rich, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was really, it was a really struggle. Like Mama Jehovah, Richmond, the streets. Mama Jehovah, and the streets won. Yeah, and we're talking late seventies, early eighties. We talking, we talking late seventies, early eighties. Exactly when we talking 79, 80, 81. That's the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the birth of the game right there. Yeah. What 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 was going on in the streets of Richmond at that time? A little bit of everything, you know. But it was more game than than uh, gang gang banging. Mm-hmm. You know, killing and shit. It was more game. Getting money. Then. It was more getting money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this the crack era was brand new. Right. Crack era really hadn't even hit like that yet. It was motherfuckers was ether basing. You had to have a gang of that shit called money yeah. to free base. You yeah. wasn't just buying it on the corner. Crack wasn't like introduced like that yet. And uh, yeah, my, I, like I say, my mother was a Jehovah's Witness, and and she went to the meeting one night. Now I didn't want to go because I had some other shit up, and I was a teenager by that time. So she like, okay, baby, you do your thing. But when she came home, I had a female in the house. <laughs> but literally, was nothing nothing funny going on. And the female wanted to know how do you compose these raps. Like, how do you do this? Mm. Wait, you know what I mean? wait, wait. Age was this? This was like 13. So you were on hip-hop early, early, early. But when rap, the first rap, there was, put it like this here, there was no Bay Area rapper at all other than Freddie B and Too Short. Mm. So, like, like so. there was, like, everybody in your, and shout out to you, bro. Right and on. that rap, History of the Bay Area. Right on. Like, that shit is so dope to me. Like, you broke it down. So I got it right. I started you, with Too Short you, and Freddie B. Too Short and Freddie B. Right. But it's like identical. Yeah. Oakland, Too Short and Freddie B. Yeah. 
Richmond, Magic Mike, and Calvin T. Right. Like, Freddie B was 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 the equivalent of of Calvin T because he was with the the boombox and and he made the beat and and he rapped like too. Solo he artists, too. but y'all was still a duo yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and it was happening at the same time. So one would be inclined to believe like who was the first rapper from the Bay? You gonna say short? Too okay, short? Yeah. Let's get that on the record. Why would you not say yeah, that? Yeah. Too short. And and then you got to be hipped up on Freddie B. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then they don't know that at the exact same time that Too Short and Freddie B was making tapes and putting them in the trunk, out the trunk of the car and on the street and, and, and you know, hand-to-hand combating in this game, Magic Mike and Calvin T was doing the exact same so thing. So you can't even call it who came first out of out of y'all? My, my brother, 40, did an interview with Fat Joe not too long ago, and, and Fat Joe asked him on his podcast, Fat Joe says, so, so Too Short was, was the first out of the bay? And even 40 was like, ah, yeah. To me, it was, it was too short in Freddie B, but it was others that didn't have music on the shelf. Yeah. At that time. He was the first on the shelf. He was the first on the shelf. Okay. You feel me? Like a year before. Yeah. You feel me? With the, the, the 80, uh, what was it? 87? No, was what it? was it? Uh, the, the, the 75 label, the Girls? Yes. Yeah. 75 Girls. Yeah. The first release was like, like right before ours. So we're talking like 1980. Well, you said st- you said you started rapping in '82. I started rapping in '82. So what, what was it? Out, putting tapes out in '83. Me and Calvin had the streets from '83 to '87, uh, to and then I put out re- a release. My first release on the shelf was in 1988. Okay. What what, what was the f- like? How did you get exposed to hip hop? Was it, I'm guessing Sugar Hill Gang? Nope. Or, no. You would think that, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's break it down. <laughs> One would think that, too. Like, what's the first rap? And I'm finna fuck y'all heads up, man. Sugar Hill Gang. And shout out to everybody you name from the East Coast, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, 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 you know, hip-hop evolved from there. But to me, the first rapper was Johnny Guitar Watson. Mm. Mm. Superman lover. Talk about it. And you ain't got to name another song at all. That's uh-huh. it. Right there. Superman Lover was out before any rapper emerged and Telephone Man rang it, rang it, rang that telephone. The whole song is a rap. Yeah. He ain't doing it but spitting game to a beat. He wasn't singing. He was plucking a guitar and spitting game to a beat. That's what rap is. Yeah, facts. And that, that came out, I grew up off Johnny. I'm talking about seven, eight years old. So, to me, Johnny Guitar Watson was the equivalent, like, I wrote poetry as a youngster. I was, <clears throat> I won contest in Brooklyn at seven years old, six years old, from poetry. Like, teachers was flabbergasted. Ah, I gotta submit this poem, all this mm. shit, right? To me, that's all rap was. Poetry. To music. To, over to, a beat. To, to over a beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It ain't gotta rhyme, it just gotta make sense. It gotta mean something. And so... Yeah, that's so this is dope. This is this is I'm saying we're talking the real. You gotta understand where you, where you came from to know where you're going, man. That part, that part, there. So man. now we're talking blues. We're talking rhythm and blues. <laughs> we're talking. We're, ta- we're talking. You know, p- before anything, poetry. Poetry. Rhythm the, and these blues. are the things that inspired you to start rapping when you did. When I first heard Sugar Hill Gang, Rappers Delight. Yeah, I was like, I was fucked up. Like, he was like, oh, that's okay. But I was immediately that's that like, shit. that's that shit. Yeah. I wasn't like, this is some new. Like, what the fuck is this? I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was more on something like, 
about time. It's on. Like this, that shit. Yeah. And I know how to do that. Yeah. Right. But I didn't know how to, the, 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 the thing that distinguished me and Calvin T just set, set us apart from everybody else was, I didn't know how to be nothing but authentic. I didn't know how to rap about nothing other than what I was living. And at that time, I ran away from my mother's house at two weeks before my 14th birthday and started pimping. What made you run away, man? She told me that night when she came home from the Kingdom Hall mm-hmm. and found a female in the house, she said, get this tramp out of my house. I'm like, mama, she ain't a tramp. She a young lady. And she was just here, get this tramp out of my house. I'm going to walk her to that, for the walker. Home, she live across the tracks. It's dark. Mama, mama, you leave out this house, boy. Don't come back. I'm a Capricorn. I'm stubborn. I never came back, bro. Uh, she, she, she said, damn, she put you on super punishment she, right there. She didn't, she, she literally, she literally, 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 literally died. And when before she died, she told me I broke her heart because I never came back. She didn't know you was going to do that. What mama does think your fourteen year old son is never gonna come home again? Yeah. So my mother, my mother knew about my whereabouts by walking in Jones and Harris record store in Richmond, and hearing people come in while she trying to buy some some Engelbert Humperdinck, <laughs> and 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 Johnny, uh, what's the blue uh, blue bland Johnny Blue bland? People coming in asking for the Magic Mike cassette, like Magic Mike. Yeah, you got the new Magic Mike, Magic Mike. And so she was in there with my auntie, my Zola, rest in peace to both my queens. And my Zola, like, Magic Mike, like, let me see this, let me see this. And she's like, this is my nephew. Y'all people coming in here to buy my nephew? And my mama, like, wait, wait, this is my son. And that's that's how she found out who that's her son her, was. Damn. Okay. So what so what so you left home that night with with the, your female friend. And never came back, bro. Started uh staying with her and her mama till that played out. And then I told her, like, we need some money. You know what it is? You watch the whole shit transform. My mama kicked me out. I, I ain't the kind of be on these streets like this. You know what you got to do. Mm. And yeah. So that was your first turnout as well. Turnout. And then from there, I was like, from there, older pimps from Richmond. I was the youngest. You were 14. I'm the youngest pimp from Richmond ever. Let's put it like that. You can Google it. 14 years you old. You can Google it. I'm the youngest pimp from Richmond ever. We ain't talking about a, a, a motherfucker just hollering at a pimp and hanging around pimps. We talking about a 14-year-old child sending grown whores. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. That's how I got turned out, bro. What what made that light bulb go off in your 14-year-old mind to say this is how I'm going to I'm going to do this. This is everything what we everything do. got its origin, man. Like it's a deep root to everything. Mine was I grew up in a house full of women. I I was abused by women and I was you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, and then the last straw was the kick out. Like this, how you do me? You came a little heartless after that. Oh, completely. Yeah, completely heartless. Like, like completely heartless, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like not sugarcoat nothing. Didn't no. get five dry fucks, and then older dudes took a liking to me. Like little nigga, you raw. We like you, Magic, and you rapping this shit too. Yeah, like come on, ride with us, boy. Give you something else to rap about. Mm. Cause all I'm doing is rapping. Me and Calvin T. All we doing is rapping what we living and what we seeing. And we 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 around pimps and hustlers and clown poppers and dope boys. And so that's all we rapping about. And we're talking 1982, yeah, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87. All them years from 82 on up, man. It started in 82 in Juvenile Hall. This is no releases. This is this is how we connected in Juvenile Hall at, at, at in 82. But by 83, April of 83, I remember the month. 
April of 83, Magic Mike and Calvin T. Tapes was circulating. Was on, on it, was getting out there. So, but, so in the lineage of hip-hop too, right? Okay, we got Sugar Hill Gang. Um, what else are you hearing? Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five? I'm a, if, I'm a fan. It's a trip how, my, again, I, I'm going to keep shouting 40 out because it's all love between me and that dude. He's one of the only ones. If you ever shouted out Magic Mike and Calvin T on your record or your tape or you whatever, whatever, and you gave us a, I love you, but it ain't enough of it. But from 40, it's been relentless, like nonstop. Nice. Since the beginning of his career, he's made it his business to shout out me and Calvin. So I'm, I'm going to keep plugging, plugging 40, man. Of course. But he he said he grew up off, can't go from UTFO, Rudy mm-hmm. Ray Moore. That was me. Okay. Johnny Guitar Watson, I love me some, I mean, I love the UTFO. Yeah. I love the Big Daddy Kane, MC Shan. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I can hear a little MC Shan in your I, style. I, I love it. It was yeah. that flavor, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Just, just, you know what I mean? I love the flavor. Little slick Rick. I, I, oh, I can't, I can't Rick the Ruler, man. Slick Rick. I love that type of shit. I, oh. East Coast rap was just the shit to me, man. And you're seeing this as it's coming out. Too. As it's coming it's out. It's brand new. And I know how to do it. What about the break dancing? Did you fuck around with the break dancing? I went into the dance nah. break dancing. Okay. And I'm a, I was in a little robot. You was breaking something else. You was breaking something else. I was too fly for that, man. I was thinking on my back and spin around, man. I'm too flat for that, man. Nah, that's dope, though. I mean, the reason I asked and I want to cover all that is because your style, bro, like, your style is, like, it's it's in keeping with the hip-hop at the time, but it it definitely has, like, that pimp, player, Bay Area, hustler flavor. Even back then, and that is the blueprint for a lot of Bay Area rappers, spitting that shit, spitting that ism, spitting that reality of what's going on in a place like Richmond, Vallejo, even San Francisco, Oakland, the rest of the country yeah, doesn't really know no. what we got going on in some of right these neighborhoods. Right man, yeah, yeah. And yeah. y'all was on that from jump. That's just dope to me. It, it was dope to me, but I'm saying it's even doper now. Yeah. Because I get a, I, you know what I mean? I was living it back then. Well, you can see where it's going. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Even, it's crazy, man. And so the reaction, so you're around all, 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 all these cats. Well, actually, before that, so you met Calvin T in Juvenile Hall. Yeah. And uh, why, why were you in Juvenile Hall at that time? I was a little managed. Uh, I think uh, what they had me for, man, they had me for assault and battery on some little white chick. Um they had me for pimping and pandering, contributing to the delinquency of a minor as a minor. That's a minor, brother. Damn. I'm a minor, but I'm contributing to the delinquency of a minor and uh, uh, kidnap all kind of, yeah. it had some trumped up shit, but yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't do all that shit. They just threw the book like, at like, you. Like, you little managed like, Let's get this guy off the street. Yeah, let's get this yeah. little kid out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't a kid in their eyes, man. Like, yeah. They, out to the judges. Uh, you were 14? I wasn't a kid in their eyes, though. 14 years old. 14 years old, you know, yeah. and turned to 15, and they, I wasn't a kid in their eyes at all. And why, And um, do you mind if I ask why was Calvin in there? Uh, say, we, long story short, back this the 80s, again, crack era, we both had our experiences with drugs. Yeah. But at this time, everybody did. You're talking about, like, smoking some coke. Yeah, we talking the about blunt. Some, the, the Grimmies, the yeah. caviars, like, everybody did. But then... It took me. Uh, it took me a few years. It took me some time to shake that shit. Well, but that my, that my, was an acceptable thing back then. It was an right? acceptable thing for so long. And then yeah, yeah. Then it, it got kind of out. It of got kind of out of hand. Yeah. And then I I I I found a way to shake that shit. Yeah. But my brother, 
he, he, you know what I mean? He didn't find a way to shake that shit right then. You feel sure. what I'm saying? So, you know, when you on, on on that shit and you fucking around in the streets, it's gonna land you in and out of the penitentiaries, man. How how common would you say this was for young black males in your generation? What's that? This type of life you're talking about. With the, Where I come from, everything I'm telling you I was doing, as a youngster, it was, it's not unheard of. Like, yeah. the age might have been a little older. I mean, I was the youngest, but... So it, you're a little advanced. I'm a little advanced, yeah. but it wasn't uncommon. That's how everybody around me was living. That's why I was attracted to that part of the game. I'm going to school. I'm going to school and, 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 and Kennedy High School in Richmond. I'm seeing a cat... Named Charlie Bird, man. C note, man. Yeah, it's telling me one of the most reputable pimps about a Richmond, man. And and he can't be but like five, six years older than me. And the man got a fly perm, man, with a, a, a fuck you red leather suit on with a Mercedes Benz emblem and a donkey rope, man, rings on every finger, a fuck you red Mercedes Benz, whatever year it was, with the feet and three, four holes. I I'm like, what? Yeah. The fuck. Yeah, that's hard. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, what is that? Yeah. And this nigga in high school, what yeah. the fuck is this? Right. And man, smack Charlie Bird. Man, I, bro, I need to get on that nigga tip. You know what I right, mean? Right, and he right. took a liking to me, like, little magic, man, we'll do. Because what it was, I ended up knocking his cousin mm. that he was trying to pimp on. Mm-hmm. He had no, he didn't give a, bro, Charlie Bird, sisters. Yeah, he's gorilla pimping. Sisters. Yeah, that's crazy. Bitch, if you're going to sell pussy, keep it in the family and pay a pee. Yeah. I ain't got to fuck you. You can go get your dick anywhere, bitch. But if you're going to hoe up, you're going to pay pimping. That's crazy. So he he was trying to smash his sister. I mean, his cousin. He was trying to knock her. And I ended up knocking. They're like, who is this little nigga that knocked my cousin? I've been trying to knock this whole bitch for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? I ended up knocking her. He was like, respect to this little nigga right here. <laughs> I mean, he gave me some game. You know, he gave me a gang of that shit called game. You know? Right, right, right. right. Damn, that's, yeah, that's that shit, man. Um, so that's basically you and Calvin T are both caught up in this world at the same time. And then out to penitentiary. That penitentiary killed our game, man. System, uh, what do they call it? Um, um, I forget the word right now, but just used to the system. And yeah, institutionalized. Yeah. institutionalized. Yeah, that yeah. part, yeah, yeah. So, but that's where it starts for doors. y'all in juvenile hall. Yeah. Uh, so what was the, how did you, like, what was your first time meeting Calvin? Uh, like I say, 13, right before I turned 14, Juvenile Hall. Uh, I'm already, I'm rapping, I'm writing raps. And that's how I keep, you know, that's how I pass the time. That's how I keep to myself, man. I'm just spilling everything I was, before I got locked up, all the shit I was going through. Uh, everything I was going through before I got locked up, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm in Juvenile Hall writing about it. No matter what it was. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm writing about it, and, and, and people around me like, oh, this nigga raw, like, damn. And Calvin, Calvin heard it and was like, my nigga, I like that, man. And we just clicked. I'm like, well, you a player, man. He said, man, you mind if I come in your cell? When we block back up, can I come in your cell? I'm like, nigga, if you can get the police to go for it. And Calvin T went and popped it on the police. Like, man, let me, they like, what y'all going, man, we finna go in here and write, bro. I like this nigga, this nigga. And the police like, all right, y'all. And we went in there and composed our first rap. Mm. And they was having a talent show in Juvenile Hall. And we like, man, can we be in a talent show? And they're like, I don't know about y'all two, man. Like, come on, man. We got a rap. The, the police was like, let me hear it. 
So we spilled it. Mine was about Superman and Lois Lane being this hoe. And, and, and no, that was that was Calvin T's. And mine was about Popeye and, and Bluto being a trick and and, 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 and what's her name? Olive oil being a hoe. You know what I'm saying? And the police like, y'all some damn fools, but it's good. Wasn't no cussing. Yeah. We pimping and all the shit, but with no cussing. And the like, police like, all right. We went in there and won the talent show. And nice. that was that was the yeah. beginning of Magic Mike and Calvin T, man. That's crazy. So y'all, <clears throat> during that time, did y'all like make a plan? Like, all right, when we get out, we finna do Yeah, we, we made, that's exactly what we said. When we get out, he went home before me. We had, we had see, I, I didn't spoke on this a, a couple times before. So let me clarify this. Calvin stole nothing. Calvin did nothing. We had this planned. Calvin T went home before me. We had all this planned. I'm going to continue to write in here. I'm going to mail it to you. You, you know what I mean? Spit this shit. Get them used to this. You know what I mean? That lasted for like two months. But when I came home, Calvin had it cracking. Mm. You know what I mean? He had a little equipment with the little Casio, you know, the keyboard and the mm-hmm. beat machine and the, and the tape, the little cassette tape and dubbing. and du- He was ready. Where did he get that from? However you got it. He just acquired it. He acquired it, man. He acquired that shit, man. I don't know. I asked no questions, man. <laughs> He's like, okay, it's here. Let's go. Let's and, and when I came home, it was like, we was just spitting acapella. But when I came home, he had already had beats made. Like, you know what I mean? He, he was making the beats. He was literally... You know the old school Casio and the, the drums, yeah, the beat machines, yeah. and the, you know what I mean? Dun, 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 just making up shit. And- I mean, that's the trip when I'm listening to the early recordings from y'all. Like, even the raps, like I was saying, you could hear the Bay Area style. The beats, the drums. Yeah. It sounds like, <laughs> sound like Bay Area beats, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I guess that's the style that the, the, uh, the sound we was looking for. We from the Bay. So, you know what where, I mean? Where do you think that comes from, man? I just a uh, product of your environment, man. We from the Bay. So, this is what we hearing. You know what I mean? This is what we, but back then it wasn't too much to go off of. That's what I'm saying. So, what was so it? So, I can't, like, I really it, just, I really. Was it funk? Was it, was funk, it? Funk, funk, yep, yeah, funk. And like I said, Parliament a, a, a gang, a, George Clinton, Parliament, you know what I mean? Uh, Johnny Guitar, gang of that. Mm. A gang of that. James Brown, I heard the you, 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 sample you, you, too. Oh, you on that right, though. You on that right. That's where it came from. It came from, because there was no rap to compare it to. There yeah. was no rap to, you know what I mean, feed off of back then. So it basically was funk and pop and soul, you know what I mean, yeah. R&B. Because it's heavy bass, heavy drums, even, even back my then. Old, my first release was heavy bass and heavy drums. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So y'all figure, all right, we're going to record tapes. We're going to record songs and start slanging them. How, do, how does that idea we come together? We just said, bro, we, we, we did it like, I don't know, like four or five tapes. And we didn't make it. Like we walk, his house is on a hill. And we walk down a hill like three, four blocks and get to the little gas station. Now you in South Richmond. Uh-huh. We, didn't, we didn't get past the gas station. The tapes was gone. So we had to bust a U and walk right back up the hill. And go dub some more tapes. Mm. So now we like we dubbing like 10, 15. Was that on the strength of who who you were, people knowing you, or just on the strength that of was how on the, that was on the strength was coming out at the time? At that time, that was on the strength of n- they never heard no shit like this before. Right. So, Period. So that was the era where you could you could say you rap and surprise somebody. Surprise everybody. Like what? You you do that shit? Bun B, rest in peace. Pimp C. I mean, not Bun B, rest Pimp in peace. Z, rest Pimp in C, peace. Pimp C, yes. Pimp C, rest in peace. Bun B said Magic Mike and Calvin T was one of their first influences. I did not know that. Yeah. 
So those tapes were moving. Oh, they was moving, bro. From Richmond to everywhere. Cats was to the Cats to was Vallejo, going, to, Cats was to, going to the military to Germany. Uh, taking our tapes with us. Copy of a copy of a cod dubs. And then it was making it to Vallejo. One dope boy go to Vallejo to serve another dope boy. Like, what you listening to? That's that Magic Mike and Calvin T. You're got. Y'all got. Then you're still in that. Yeah. And they're going to dub it. Yeah. And now it's in Vallejo. You know what I mean? Mac, young Mac Malls and young Mac Dre's and young E-40s and, and Bela Gis is hearing it now. You right. feel me? Uh, that's crazy, man. Did it? So did it become profitable pretty quick? Hella. <laughs> yeah. It was hella profitable, but we was just fucking it off. Like, you know what I mean? If it was today, like, a niggas would be half-ass rich, but... You stacking a little more shit. We was on some... As soon as we get it, as soon as we touch it, fuck it off. You and feel me? you're still fucking around with the pimp shit. The, I'm, that's all I'm doing, but... Living, me and Calvin, we living together. I'm living with Calvin. And mm-hmm. by this time, I ran up, but I'm living with Calvin and his mom. His mom accepted me. She said, as long as your mother know you alive, your mother know, you know what I mean? You can stay here. But you can't stay here if your mama don't have a clue that you you safe. Yeah. So once we made that known, woo, 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 my mother still was like, that's what you, you want to do? You want to be in them streets? I'm like, you're not going to allow me to do what I'm doing now here. And I don't want to disrespect you. So, yeah. I went, we, we, me and Calvin lived together. So everything we did was together. And that was like, I mean, did you see rap as a career for you yet? Or was it just something you was fucking with? I wanted it to be a career. No, I saw it as a career for sure. Yeah. I knew me and Kevin was ahead of our time. I knew that if we got the proper backing, the proper, you know, got out there, that we would, we could take over shit. I knew it. But like I said, we got stagnated by that street game and the penitentiaries and fucking around that game. You can't, you can't mix, just like you can't do it now, you cannot mix the two. Yeah, yeah, You're either yeah. going to take your career seriously and rap, or you're going to be in the street grinding, man, getting your money, man. You can't mix the two. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to come back to haunt you, man. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, I want to come back to that, too. Um, at the time, too, like, so at what point do you hear of Too Short and Freddie B? We, oh, no, back then. Back then. <laughs> no, nah, we used to be on the back of the bus. Uh-huh. 72P, 72C, Oakland, from San Pablo all the way to Oakland. Right. To, you know what I mean? On the back of the bus. Like I say, Freddie B got the boom box short during the rapping. Sometimes Freddie B would do the rapping. Calvin got the boom box. We both oh, y'all rapping. Oh, y'all was doing it together. Man, on the back of the bus. They doing, they doing their thing, we doing our thing. And we uh-huh. trying to show, our, show each other out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but I'm a... They, Ah, we was ahead of our time, bro. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Ah, we was way ahead of our time. Like, yeah. it wasn't no element. It was it was real game. Like, you know what I mean? It was more than just... Well, I'll just say this, because I've heard Too Short say it, right? Yeah. In terms of pimping, he's speaking on it a lot as what he sees. Like Ice-T? In the town. Short? Like, sure. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I'm saying, like... But you're spitting... What we live in. What you doing yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, So it was. it had to come off more. yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could tell when somebody's spitting about what the homie doing and what you nigga, and it's cool. It glorifies the game. But well, your your style is a little more turned up than shorts. Like in terms of energy, he's laid back. Yeah, simple. Flow. But I'm saying that 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 was the, the same. I love shorts too. No, There's I love no shorts. Shorts is a guy out of the yeah. game, man. For us, you know, what I mean, Bay Area rap. I'm not taking. I'm just talking about y'all the style being, is, being is, yeah, turned up the yeah. way you were back but then. Because you it, can hear it on if, those if tapes. If you can hear it now, you, you it was heard back then. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's yeah. why it took off the way it did. But the difference was short with his game and with his talent. He had his people and his whole city and somebody in the city backing him. Yeah. You not finna be on these streets, short. You ain't finna be out here fucking up. You gonna go in the studio. You had people behind him. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Richmond, 
Me and Calvin didn't have that. You know what I mean? Out of all the ballers and all the dope boys and all the woo, we ain't had nobody like you two niggas is raw and we finna go get this. Y'all niggas ain't, come on, man. We finna go in the studio. We finna go record. We finna, we didn't have that. So Short had that. What was your game plan in terms of, uh, or did you have one? Didn't have one. It was just make the raps, slang the tapes. Get keep, the notoriety. Keep, you know what I mean? Get the name moving. out there. Keep it moving until nigga got caught up in the penitentiary. And after that, it was like, I lost the passion. You okay. know, after, after, after 10 years, and I did 10 years. Right. So at that decade in a penitentiary, man, fuck rap. Understandable. But back then, I mean, you're, um, well, let me let me get this timeline right. It's also interesting because you mentioned Ice-T, right? And then uh, there was also like cats like Schooly D, mm-hmm. Cool G Rap. Cool G Rap. Like the street shit is starting to get into the hip hop yeah. a little more. But yeah. y'all were already. We was already from jump. <laughs> from like jump. from jump. Raw game from yeah. jump. Like raw street shit from jump. And it was in our rap. Yeah. I remember Maul, Mac Maul, my guy, telling me that he was a youngster, like 14, 15, and he used to be playing me and Calvin T raps. And then basically one of my tapes, it was one of my tapes, one of my songs. And his mother was like, we went through this shit with Too Short already. You know what I mean? All this boy, bitch, bitch. And you you know, he got in trouble for playing that. Ma was like, she heard your rap and was like, boy, who mm-hmm. the hell is that? <laughs> like, what is you playing in my house? Who is this? <laughs> Turn that shit off. <laughs> Ma said he used to have to go outside to the car, man, and just sneak and play my yeah, shit, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's interesting, too. Uh, like, Mac Ma, Mac Dre shouted you out before. Uh, E40, as you said, as you said, what, sounds like you got a particular response from Vallejo. I mean, that's how, you know, Richmond Vallejo. It's right there. Right there. Yeah. You know, and uh, back then, it's truth, motherfuckers know, back then it was street politics back then. Mm-hmm. And Oakland and Richmond wasn't on the same yacht. Mm-hmm. Richmond and Frisco wasn't on the same yacht. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But Vallejo, we, it was like Richmond Vallejo right there and we like, you know, cousins. And so it was like, yeah, if you anything from Richmond was going automatically flood the Vallejo. You know what that I mean? makes sense. Who who was the first uh, outside of Too Short and Freddie B? Who who was the other like the next Bay Area rapper that you heard of? Uh, uh, um, 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 out of my town, out of, the Bay. Out, of, out of my town. I'm out talking, of your out, town. I'm okay. out of my okay. town. Yeah. The next rappers I heard. These are rappers. Shout out to my dude Rodney Alamo Brown. He's a he's an activist now. But back then, it was Clint Flint and Disco Alamo. Mm. And they had a song called Task Force. You can't stop us, baby. The Battle Ram. Yeah, No mm. Limit Records. I mean, I think they had a deal with, some, I forgot the, the record label, but I heard Clint Flint. I'm going to court for a juvenile hall case with my mother. And I heard, I seen a dude on the, 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 the court's staircase with like six white people surrounding him. I'm talking about district attorneys and lawyers and, and he's around him and he got a folder and he rapping from the folder. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they, they they infatuated like, you know what I mean? Like if he had a can out there, put some money in that bitch. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm telling my mama, that's, see mama, that's what I do. This is this is what I do. She's like, come on here, boy. That's what got you in trouble. Come on. You know what I mean? But I'm like, mama, this is what I do. And if he got the balls to sit up in front of these white people and do it, nigga, I'm finna go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. finna go ham. And that was Clint Flint. And Disco Alamo. And Disco Alamo. I, me and Calvin T had already been rapping, but when I saw Clint Flint yeah. rap yeah. live, like, not no no shame, like, fuck it, this is what I'm saying, and whoop, 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 and got an audience, I'm like, shit. Yeah. K, 
channel, we could do that, boy, we gonna get an audience. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's what that sparked me right there. Yeah, you had to, I mean, you had to pretty much invent the shit as as it was happening, right? That's, was, that's how it was, really. Yeah. Like, really. That's why that's why I'm trying to let people know, like, if, if you ask me honestly, I'm, I have no reason to lie at this point in my life. I'm 54 years old, man, so I have no reason to lie. If you ask me what who was rapping before me, like, and I, I honestly can tell you other than Too Short and Freddie B, I never heard of another rapper. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. What about on the West Coast? There was no, there was no NWA. Yeah. There was no Ice-T, no Ice Boys Cube. In the hood. This, before all that. Yeah. This is at the beginning of rap. Yeah. This is when, when did Sugar Hill Gang come out? What, 81, 82? Yeah, I thought it was like 79. 80. I'm talking about not the actual, I'm talking about the, the, I, their I first release, know. but I'm talking about when we got a hold to it, when it started okay. pumping yeah, it for yeah, us. Yeah. Right, right. Hitting the West Coast. Hitting the West yeah. Coast, and we know what rap is. Like, oh, did, you know what I mean? There was no other rapper from the Bay that I can, if it, if it was, I swear to God, I homage. I, yeah. I can't think of one. That's the trip, man. Um. The earliest recording, I know you had like the dub tapes going around, but the earliest recording that I could find from y'all was a test pressing of a double single on vinyl. Yeah. Um, in 1988, Moneymaker Maker by and what Calvin I want T. Out of life. And What I Want Out of Life by Magic Mike on Strawberry Lane, Lane Records. Records. Yep. Who was who was behind Don't, Strawberry uh, Lane uh, Records? Um, um, Sam Bostic. Sam Bostic? Sam Bostic, my guy. Is Sam Bostic from Richmond? Sam Bostic is from Richmond. Okay. So yeah. how did you first meet Sam Bostic? I know the whole Bostic family. And for those who don't know the Sam name Bostic, Sam Bostic. Whoa. I Google mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, Sam Bostic. The Bostic family, but Sam Bostic, yeah, he... He's behind some of the greatest hits of the Bay Area. For real, for in terms real. terms of production and bass, bass correct? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So Tony, how did Tony, you, Tony, all this Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. So how did you first um, meet Sam Boston? I, I forgot. And I forgot uh, Stephen Parker. Yeah, he all produced this, the, the tape as well. My my boy, Big Steve Parker. I think he introduced me to uh, uh, Sam Boston. Uh, Marvin Saucer. He's a reverend now, but Marvin Saucer back then, him and Sam Boston was messing around, and they like we they wanted to collab on production to put some out. They felt like Magic Mike and Calvin T need to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Sam Boston. Uh, he uh the whole project he he put hands on so yeah I, I worked with a musical to me he was a musical genius back then yeah back then sure you know what I mean so to be able to work with him on my first project ever like that was big for me bro. and you're the first rapper that he ever worked ever with. ever yeah that's we, crazy we did it out here in Frisco and it was the first remember I just told you before we yeah, started say the name of the studio again it was a what is it a Alpha Omega Studios uh-huh. yeah Omega Studios out here in Frisco back in 1980. 87, 88, we recorded, yeah. And you said that was the first, you're the first rapper that, that the, the people, in, people the in the studio ever heard. They like, what is this? I'm like, this is what I do, yeah. And they're like, rap? Like, we've heard of rap. We've heard of rap. We just never heard any rap. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. Come take a seat, man. Come on in, take a seat, man. Right. You finna hear raw that cut around this motherfucker, man. <laughs> So what what happened to Strawberry? Was it I supposed have, to be more than just that single, or it was supposed to be? Yeah, but like how many I, copies of that got? Oh up? well, no, no, that yeah. what I want out of life. I, 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 I like a few hundred thousand. A few hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it did that a, vinyl. It, it did a hundred thousand in Cincinnati, Ohio alone. That double single. 
what I want. No, 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 no. Because I thought I saw just a test pressure. I saw a handwritten. It was like a handwritten vinyl. I'm like, that was a test for the releases that came right after. Okay, okay. Calvin never released anything because Calvin got caught up. You came out with your tape. And I came out with my tape, what I want out of life. So how many of those test pressings got out there? None of the, what you saw, that yeah. demo album, that was just, oh, that was just, rare. That someone was, just found that. Yeah, that was rare. Like, well, shout out to whoever it, found whatever. that and put that on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's wow, one of a kind that's right fine. there. Yeah, yeah. That's a, the price probably just went up right now, man. <laughs> well, you know, you, you go to uh, Amazon, what is it? Uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, where, uh, eBay. eBay. Yeah. And my CD, man, $1,800, $1,500. $1, and now I'm trying to sell my own goddamn CD on eBay, and motherfucker right, won't right. give me $50. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I'm looking at previous sales. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck sold my CD for $1,800? Yeah, for real, damn. For a fucking CD. Yeah. You can go get the real shit for less than that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I was seeing acapella for 900 <laughs> right now. <laughs> shit. <laughs> I think, yeah, like for real though, after this interview goes up, the price is going up too. The price will only go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah now that they know about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So like, what? Who? Magic <laughs> Money? Hold on. eBay? Let's go. <laughs> um, all right, so what happened to Calvin at that time? Locked up. For, for everything. Everything. It was bad. Name it. Yeah, you name it, locked up. Yeah. I mean, he's like, going through it. Just locked up. Yeah. Institutionalized, come home. Me prison? Too. Prison, no county, prison. We talking prison time. You know, I was I was the same way, but I, Calvin was going, doing jokes, coming home, going right back, but I was too. You were in and out. Mine was well. just yeah. longer. Oh, uh, okay. They did no plan with me. They didn't like me. They let it be known from jump. We don't like your little ass. We still don't like you. We never mm-hmm. liked you, Michael. We don't like you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So anytime they get a chance to throw the book at me, that's what the fuck they did, man. Right. 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 Um, well, after, so I guess this is why Calvin's locked up. And in, in 89, you dropped What I Want Out of Life as a cassette. Was it vinyl it was, and cassette? Or no, just the, the, cassette? The, 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 it was a test. Vinyl. Right. It was, it was released on cassette. Cassette only. Yeah. And this was on C&C Records. Yeah. And yeah. was that also with Sam Bostic? No. Nah, no, nah, wait, wait. That's that's what that's what's uh Sam Bostic, the What I Want a Life cassette. That was with Sam Bostic. Yeah, that's what that's the only one. That was, that was the first release. Oh, uh, what about the, what the Strawberry Lane records? Strawberry Lane. What was on that? The test the that was the test pressing. It says Strawberry Lane. Oh yeah, records. I don't. That was, I guess, before he actually got his label going. Uh, that's what he was calling it. At the time. Yeah, Chuck. He was calling it Strawberry okay. Lane. But so that's actually, still with the same group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All okay. this production is the same. Yeah. yeah uh, on that on that single, you have the tracks Nine Hoes Deep. Oh man, Pimp Pimp, <laughs> and Get With My, my Pimpin' pimp Bitch. If <laughs> you listen to that shit, bro. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, bro. But that's how I was a fuck living, yeah, though. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah, I, you can tell. You Man, can I go me, back and I go back and listen to that shit right now. I be trying to tell my son. Be I'm like, I don't want my son to hear this shit, bro. I was like, you was crazy, dude. Like I was living some wild shit, bro. Your son said that when he no, lived here. No, uh, with me and my son to be listening to some of my old shit. But uh, when that shit come on, I be like, I don't even want my son uh, to hear okay, this you're shit. Like, Let me like this. pops, you was doing that, pops. Yeah. 
You was tying bitches butt naked to hoods of car in the rain and yeah. doing donuts and beating bitches and making them drink Similac and put them in the closet. And, and, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> kind of devil was you, nigga? And it was the devil. Yeah, yeah. Don't get it twisted. We we put it off and proclaim it to be game, but that ain't game, man. Anytime you got to abuse anything, man, that, that ain't game. That's you were just devil. wilding out. I was wilding, man. Yeah, I was rebelling. Were you were you were you, and, and, were you smoking and everything? A little some some. Listen, everything that a grown man was doing in 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 the, in the eighties. Yeah, my young ass was doing fifths of Hennessy, motel rooms, hot tubs, cocaine, weed, everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know I mean, menage twice, two three bitches. What at fourteen, fifteen? Like I'm. The fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, and what you ask me? What I want to rap about? I want to rap about this shit. Yeah, but that's what makes it broad, though. Yeah. Because that shit, that is real life. And even though you can make it sound fun and, and entertaining on a record, it's still coming from a real place. But see now, but see now you fast forward 40 years later and and, and, and I'm in a dilemma because I got fan base. A part of my fan base wants me to be OG Magic Mike and spit that pimp shit. Yeah. And, but this Magic Mike in 2023 been married for 19 years. That's what's up, though. And, and got five, six daughters and granddaughters. You feel me? So I can't, I'm not living that. That wouldn't be a good look, Mike. Wouldn't be a good look at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be a good look, at man. Oh, yeah. but I'm not, it wouldn't be authentic either. Yeah, sure. Because I'm not living that. Sure, but now you can spit the lessons that you've learned. What do you think the most important lesson you learned from the pimp game would be? If I if I knew, like I, the shit we just went over, if I knew then what I know now, I would have never been in that phase again. I would have never abused a woman, put my hands on a woman, you know, manipulated a woman, never. Because now I realize that a woman is, that's our bone. That's that's our, that's my life. That's my breath. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck how I get it. Yeah, yeah, I stay dripped and she gonna make sure I stay dripped. I stay fed because she gonna make sure I stay fed. I stay paid because she going to make sure I stay paid. Like, it's, it might sound like some Mac shit, some Pip shit, but it's some man and woman shit. Right. And if you got the proper woman, she going to submit and do this for her man. Yeah. It ain't got to be a pimping whole relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got that from the game, but I wish I would have never abused a woman in my life because now I look back and a woman is all I got. You dig? I wish a motherfucker would put their hands on my daughter. Sure. And they done it. Right. Couple niggas tested me, but I guarantee they won't test another nigga. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I will go, I will, I will end my life. I will go to the penitentiary for the rest of my life behind my queens. But I was doing that shit to somebody's queens. Yeah. Well, that's that salutes you for uh having the knowledge yourself to make that kind of change. You gotta grow, you gotta grow, yeah. you gotta grow. But I would be a, I would, it would be a facade. I'd be a fake if, if I still rap. Like right now, I got new releases and it's some max shit and some pimp shit. Yeah, but I'm not proclaiming to do this now. No, no, no. no. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you're just spitting with. with I'm spitting the bar, spitting yeah. about how this shit go and how this shit should go and how you know what I mean. I I feel like uh, pimping is a huge theme in Bay Area rap. Come on, we got Oakland, we got the Mac, I we got Frisco. Say, every every city in the Bay. Well, the three main cities in the Bay, to me, Oakland, Frisco, Richmond. I mean, there's other cities that might be considered main, but this, to me, I'm from Richmond, so it's Richmond, Oakland, and Frisco <laughs> to me. Right. And it's pimping yeah. in all three of them cities, man. Like, 
You grew up around some pimping, man, some Mac shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could you could glorify whatever you chose to. Some some chose to glorify the dope boys. Some chose to glorify the politicians and the activists. Some chose to glorify the pimps. It's what you grew up on. You know what I mean? Yeah, my my first experience seeing pimping is pretty close to what you described, where it's just like a kid who's getting money out of girl. Yeah. Whether it's some new Jordans. <laughs> Whatever. And it's like, how'd you, how'd you do that, bro? I got it up Wait, out of high, man. <laughs> she took you to Foot Locker, bro? Wait, hold on, bro. how you do that, bro? Uh, but it's like, it's crazy because it's some shit. It's like this, the game, and, and having that mouthpiece, too, yeah, and, yeah. and having the gift to spit, that's all shit that, like, we grew up with in the Bay. The Bay, we different, man. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Is it the Mac? Is it, I mean, it must be before the Mac because the Mac was inspired by real events. I mean, where do you, where do you think? The I roots swear of I don't that, have that culture. But you know, you know, you know, just like the hip hop that that game come from the East Coast too. I see. Just like the hip hop that yeah. pimp shit really originated in, in on that East Coast, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and it trickled down to where they got the, the you know Detroit. Yeah, cross country. But in certain areas, it picked it up more to sold than others. Right, the right, Bay. Right. Right. Detroit, they Houston, right? They picked up that pimping, but it originated like you know most of that game from that pimp shit originated on that East Coast. We talking about early sixties and seventies, man. If you do your homework on some pimp shit, man, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. But yeah, the Bay, we just caught on and never let go, man. You know what I mean? Now yeah. they're misusing it. These niggas ain't no pimps. They got girlfriends that sell pussies, man. That's all. Right, 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 right. And and when I hear you rap too, uh, I hear like like uh, I hear a lot of your style. And drew down. Yeah, that's been said. Hella, been hella said, like hella times. Like, have you ever, have like, you ever built with him? No, nah, we never. I met him on some, like, not met him, but I've seen him before. We we bumped heads before out here in Frisco on some hostro shit. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. One of my young niggas was pimping and got into it with one of his young niggas, and we had to defuse oh, the situation shit. or whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, Because yeah. it's ain't pimping. If y'all gonna pimp, keep it pimping, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I heard that. For years, like every every year, I did the penitentiary. Every time somebody from Oakland came in, it was like, man, not only do you look, not only do Drew down y'all look, y'all look alike. I had the long hair, long perm. Like y'all look alike. Press Drew down sound like you boy. You show nah. I ain't never met that nigga, man. You know yeah, man? it's that game. You bro. think you you were a little I, influence on the low? If I'm it, saying, it, I'm saying maybe not. Maybe maybe he was influenced by somebody that was influenced by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That influence trickles down, man. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a lot of people's favorite rapper's favorite rapper, yeah. man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They just don't know it. Though. Right. <laughs> so af- after what I want out of life, uh, is is that when you end up getting locked up too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stretch. And where, Stretch. Did, where did you do your time? Every penit, like nine different penitentiaries, man. One outside of the state of California. Like you, oh, you had a federal you, case. No, 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 no. I stay. Oh. I was state. It was state, huh? I was state. I just did time in different penitentiaries. They they bounced me all over this. Oh, motherfucker, I see, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Everything. Vacaville, San Quentin, Folsom, down south, Chief, Chief, uh, Chino, uh, everywhere, man. Were you feeling? Were you feeling? Because th- to be honest, that's some other base shit too. A lot of careers have been sidetracked. Yeah. By prison. <laughs> Did you feel that at the time? Like, fuck, I just... Yeah, because every time I went, I was in the process of some type of project. Uh-huh. Whether it be a, a solo a solo uh, a joint or a features and somebody trying to get me heard, like, come on, get on this compilation. And, and every time I started getting in the studio trying to leave the streets, like, I was, you know what I mean? I really was trying... To, you know what I mean, back up off my block and back up off this street shit and back and get in the studio. But 
you know, it's a like any other drug. It's addictive, man. It's turning yeah, addictive. And it's right man. there too. It's right there, and, man. And, and, and it's some money right now. Yeah, like this right, rap shit ain't right, promised, right, man. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. It wasn't no streams, and I can just upload my music and you without a deal and and get paid in two months and look at my money on my phone. It, it wasn't. I'm doing that now, but I, it wasn't like that back then. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. You had to have some money to make some money with this rap shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Did you, were you thinking about like major labels and, and trying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, I had Def Row holler at me back then. Mm. I had a, 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 one of one of my one of my uh, baby mother's uh, folks, Frank the Bank from Oakland, was a friend of Suge Knight's, and this when Def Row was fresh, and he wanted me to. I'm like, nigga, I ain't signing with no damn. <laughs> Back then, I'm like, bro, Death Row, nigga, Death Row, bro, I'm a player, my nigga. I ain't signing with no Death Row. This nigga should out here beating no niggas. I ain't signing with no Death He's like, oh, nah, nah, that shit fairy tales, nigga. That shit, nigga, that shit ain't no fairy tales, nigga. Should out here beating up on niggas, nigga. I, yeah. I ain't signing no Death, <laughs> death Row, nigga. He's standing on, on business. Jive Records has uh, some talk with Jive, but like, nobody wanted to touch me back then because I kept. Going Did back and make, forth. That makes you a liability kind of that like. I was a liability. Like, sign this dude. And then he's he going right back to the penitentiary. Right he on parole. He's going right back to the pen. He if he could stay out, we'll sign him, but it, it never it never materialized. And Calvin T actually got signed to Sick With It. Yeah. And yeah. dropped a single on Sick yeah. With It. Forty tried. He tried, Forty tried to sign me too, but I, I declined. But yeah, forty. You declined. To, it was a money thing. You know, Calvin you know, took the money out. What year did you first meet E forty? Yeah, me and 40 went is same. I met everybody the same night. Mac Maul, I met Mac Maul when he was 16 years old out here in Frisco. Forgot the name of the club, but it was a, a Scarface record release party and 40 was his birthday. 40 was there. It just had to be, it had to be 95, 96. Oh, so this was after you had gotten out. Yeah, the, but I, I actually search. met 40 in 95. It was uh, his birthday. We met at a club out here in Frisco. Oh, uh, that's crazy. I would have thought y'all would have so while you were locked up, he was well, he was he, had been known, he knew who I was. Yeah, but but you were you were locked down while all that shit was while starting. Everybody on. was popping and getting Matt contracts. Oh, I, I, I was locked up. I was two stories on job. Two short. Everybody getting their contracts. Damn. Everything. And I'm, I'm locked hearing up. about that, like yeah. fuck. Yeah, especially Dre. Especially Dre. Oh, he was popular. In, I'm in, saying when Dre popped when when Dre first came with um, too hard for yeah. the radio. Oh my God, young black brother, too hard for the radio. Yeah. I'm like, bruh, it's my turn. Dre own. Dre finna eat. Nah, oh, nigga. They, if they accept Mac Dre. Yeah. A motherfucker named Mac. Right. Dre. Right. You got the Spice ones too. But they accept a nigga named Mac Dre to spit in all this game. Nigga, they ain't got no choice but to accept Mac Magic. And I, 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 that, that juiced me up. But then I feel like a guy, so I fell. And then it was over with it. Like, you know what I mean? Back and forth. And then I, I lost the passion. I, I lost the passion. And you said after that, you were like, fuck rap. So I said, fuck rap. Like, so how, did you, how did you get through your bid during that time? I was a man. <laughs> I, I'm just going to keep it real. Like, you, anything I say, if I say it publicly, it can be verified publicly. Any penitentiary I touched, I was him. Yeah. Because I kept a female. Mm. If you if you got a female, you, you know, niggas be wolfing like you, you got you some gas. Yeah. You good? You got this? You got that? But when you fall behind the walls, where all that shit at? We ain't want to look at no pictures, nigga. Yeah, we don't want to see no mail from four years ago. Where's that? Where baby at? The thick one right there. Where she at? Right. Want to hear that shit? But me, wherever penitentiary I touch, down south, up north, wherever I go, it's a female tearing them walls down. Coming every week, every week I'm locked up. She coming in there and bringing me mine. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm I'm the dude. Wherever I You're go, I, it, yeah. I'm him. Yeah. You got weed. Come on, man. I got whole turkeys, whole roast beef, whole blocks of cheese, whole onions. I'm cooking three o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, blowing a stick of weed. The police come flashing the light. Damn, boy, magic. That shit smell good. Yeah. Go on about your business, CEO. <laughs> Can I get a bowl? Maybe if you go on about your business, pimp. You know what I mean? Yeah, I did my time in the pen. I stayed writing. I stayed writing. I don't, you know, cause I don't write. Right, right. I don't I don't write raps. You freestyle or, or I, you memorize? Can, yeah, I memorize. Yeah. I memorize. Give me a beat, and I'm just going to take it to the back and just keep listening to it. And in about 15 minutes, I'm going to say, yeah. I'm ready, my nigga. Right. You know what I mean? But in the pen, I figured... Start writing. Start writing it down. Yeah. You know what I mean. But that's not me. But that's how I, I, my time was. You ever thought about writing a book? Uh, got one in the makes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Got one in the makes. Book, movie, TV show. Kind of. I can see all. I can see all that. Yeah. I can see. I can see a TV show for real. For real. Yeah. A, a shout out to Fab, Mr. Fab. Oh yeah. And Fab and Unk show. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've been watching that shit, and it's uh-huh. like I can do that. Yeah, for sure. Anything. I'm at. I'm at the point now, man. Like I'm just gonna keep it honest with my people. You, audience, I'm OG, and uh, I got health problems, you dig? And they say one thing, but God going to say another. That's right. But the reason I'm going so hard right now, because I don't know when that day going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at my age, how many niggas you know at 50 years old can reinvent themselves completely? Yeah. And still remain relevant from some shit 40 years ago? Sure. You know what I mean? It's not easy, but it ain't hard either. And I like to say something, it's never too late. That part. I always say that. Because if I put limitations on you because you're 50, by the time I'm 50, that means I'm putting limitations on on myself. Exactly. And I don't want to stop. As long as I got breath, I'm not going to stop. That's my my mentality right now. I got that mamba mentality right now. Like, I I don't know what stopped me. If I lay down, I feel like it's over with for me. So I don't know how to lay down. I don't know how to stop, man. So you're going to hear a lot of Magic Mike. Like, this old motherfucker still popping? Yeah, I'm still popping, man. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, and, and, and we're not even halfway through the story right now. <laughs> yeah, that part. And I, I so I heard a, a, a interesting story about someone you met while you were locked up named Pony Boy. Yeah, rest in peace, Pony Boy. How, how, what was your relationship like with him, and, and which penitentiary did y'all meet in? We didn't meet in the pen. Oh, you did not meet in the pen. You knew him from before. I knew him from before. Man, okay. that's a sad story. That was my dude. Mm-hmm. We met through a mutual pimp partner. Tony McMurray, one of my friends. I grew up in Richmond. Tony McMurray was a P. And uh, Pony Boy was an up-and-coming P. You know what I mean? He was, he was, making, his, he was making his name. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Everybody knew who he was, but he was making his name. And uh, I shout this man out with the utmost respect, and I'm glad you brought that man up. Yeah, rest in peace. Because man. he is the only person to believe in Magic Mike and say, I'm finna spend all my money putting you out there. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he died in a motorcycle accident coming back from Las Vegas, fell off, off a cliff and was John Doe for like three weeks. Damn. While I was in the penitentiary. While my, 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 he had so much shit lined up for me when I got out the pen. You know what I mean? Like, I got to feature with Mac Maul while I was in the pen. Mac Maul paid for a feature while I was in the pen. He put my CD out while I was in the pen. Wait, but so, but y'all were locked down together. We were never locked up. You were up. never locked up. Okay. He wasn't locked up. He was just holding you he down. He was holding while, me down while I was locked up. And he up. told you. He paid my wife's rent. Uh, 
he he bought me, sent me packages and bought me TVs. He's and, from Richmond. Yeah, he's from Parchester Village in Richmond. Okay. Yeah. And and but he believed that Magic Mike should be out there. And he like, I'm not gonna rest until and I And he put was you telling you that. Through, yeah, yeah. While you were locked in. No, before I got locked up. This uh, is before I got locked up. Uh, I met him on the streets. Okay. But this is the, the transition where I'm back and forth when nobody wanted to, you know what I mean, invest in me because I was a liability, like you said. Right. He said, fuck that liability. The thing is, we got to keep you off these streets and keep you around some pimping. That's what he did. He said, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to keep you around some game. As long as you're around some game, with the chances of you going to jail, bro. Mm-hmm. And then shit worked for a minute. I got caught up on some fluke shit. Like, literally, I was off the streets, in the studio, every day, putting in so work. So he was putting you in the studio with K. Lou, correct? Every studio. K. Lou, uh, D-Shot Studio. Mm-hmm. It, it was a gang of studios. This studio D-Shot started recording at that. We was recording that back then. I don't know what studio it was, but yeah, K. Lou Studios. Um, Mike Mosley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we was in a bunch. He was putting his money up, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever studio we had to go to, he was putting his money up to make it happen, man. Artwork, everything. Like, so this was the album. Um, old Game with a new twist. Old man. Game with a new twist, 1996. 1996, 96 grams again. So what yeah. year did you get? You got out and then you started working with Pony Boy in the yeah, studio. Yeah, I got out. And was Calvin still locked up? Calvin was still locked up okay. on a five year joke, yeah. Because. Uh-huh. It, it would have been a whole bunch of Magic Mike and Calvin T yeah, projects if we could have been out at the, the same, same time. time. It was yeah. never like that. We was never locked up. I would see Calvin going into the pen. He on a bus going somewhere. I'm coming in. Calvin, oh my nigga. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Damn, don't see him no more for four or five years. Right. Yeah, that's how it was back then, man. So, but so you're recording with, <clears throat> through Pony Boy, he's putting up studio time, everything. But you also got locked up in the process of making that album. We were, it, was, it was supposed to be an album, but we was only like four or five so songs EP, in. Right? So we, he asked, he asked, like, you want to wait till you, I had a year to do, like a flat year, whole mm-hmm. year. He like, do you want to wait till you come home and finish this joint? Or you want me to, you know what I mean, start getting the buzz out there now and drop this shit as an EP? And you know, I'm thinking, man, put that shit out now, man, get a buzz going. And like I say, 100,000 units, bro. It wasn't what I wanted in life. It was old game with a new twist. That one sold 100,000 100, units. in Cincinnati, Ohio alone, bro. How, the, how, was, how was a pony boy making it shake like that? He was already on the road. Dude was oh. a P. He was all, he wasn't he, he was, was cross country. He wasn't scared to move his game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was meeting, so he's another, taking the meeting, meeting another P uh-huh. in Detroit and made, man, that's some game, man. We need to hear that out here and hooked up with a district back in record stores. You feel me? Yeah. You plug with a record store on consignment and whoop, 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 and one thing led to another. And the, the, back then, Detroit was flooded with that old game with a new twist, man. Bro, every every little part of your story sounds like you were like this close. Fucking close, <laughs> dog. Yeah, yeah. Damn, so... But I feel like I'm close now. Yeah, it's never too late. And it's all it's all for a reason, right? It all adds up somewhere down the line. But you got to understand, back then, we weren't making that much money. Yeah. You know, you get a deal with a, a major record label, you, you know you know how that story go. You yeah, ain't really yeah. making that much money. Right. You know what I'm saying? But now the way the game is set up now, you can make what you want to make. Right. And I don't thrive to be a multi-millionaire, billionaire off this shit. I just want... This... Is a gift God gave me. I am who I am, so I'd be damned if I don't get paid to do it and use as an avenue to do other things in this game. You got to make the most out of the talent you've been given. Got to. With what you got. Or as a waste, bro. Yeah. yeah. It might have took me a gang of years to realize that, but I got it now. No, we shit, we here right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Live in the flesh. Oh, man. Uh, so, and that album was recently 
uh, reissued in Europe on vinyl. Yeah. Which we were talking about offline. It's crazy. You have an international fan base. Even bigger than out here, bro. Bigger than out here. That's correct. That's, that's what's crazy, my guy. Yeah. That a Bay Area pioneer got a bigger following out of the country than I do in my own home, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's so many different lanes you could take with this rap shit. Yeah. And it's dope to see that you got, you got your lane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to throw out a couple names that, because like you said, in and out doing shit here and there, song here, song there, feature yeah, yeah. here, feature there. Yeah, yeah. I want to just um, sh- sh- shout out a couple names and see uh, what you got to say about them. If that's all cool. Good. It's all great. First of all, um, Master P. Did you ever have any encounters with Master P? Few. Uh huh. What was your impression? P a business man. Mm-hmm. P a business man. P P a cold business man. I don't know if he his business habits changed now. I can't speak on now. Yeah. Nothing against that dude, but in my city back then, his business habits wasn't all that. You know what I mean? He had a few fallouts with some people I know behind sure. some money things. Yeah. Got kind of gangster. You know, I can't speak on it, but. P business habits. P, P, P a cold business, man. That's all I'm going to say on that, man. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> P, P, P a cold business, okay, man. man. interesting. Um, what about Harm? That's my guy, guy. Yeah. Harm from the Ridge. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's my dude now, man. Yeah. Rodney, man. Harm, man. Harm Day one. A, a Cuddy Bay area. That's legend. my guy, guy, bro. I'm talking about like he was there. Yeah. I'm talking about... Harm was there to witness the beginning of Magic Mike and Calvin T. Like that little, as a little kid, he watched the actual me come home, tape starting to circulate. He right there. Yeah. Harm, no, yeah, Harm, that's my dude, bro. Me and Harm got some projects together. And for those who don't know, Harm, Harm is a vocalist, rapper, producer, producer, worked with Mac Dre, E40. Oh man, he he worked with everybody for everybody, the band. Yeah. Forty Spice One, Bila. He was really Bila. Him and Bila got a few joints together, yeah, like right, hell right, of them. Right. You know what I mean? And you got a joint with Spice One? Yeah, well. I got a joint with Spice. Me, Spice One, and Triple J up out of my, uh, Miami, yeah. Um, what about Lil Rick? That's my guy guy. What's What What? What? What do you think his uh, contributions to the... Big. big. Yeah. Wouldn't be a Bay Area rap scene without Lil Rick. Mm. At all, period. I don't give a damn what city was from. Lil Rick, you can't mention Bay Area rap, the origins of Bay Area rap without... Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Pressing for Magic Mike and Calvin T, but I got to shout out Lil Rick, man. He was right after me and Calvin, and he pushed a hard line, bro. You feel me? And he was the first artist signed to No Limit, correct? First, first No Limit artist. People don't know that. Yeah. First No Limit artist, yeah. Well, and while we on it, the re, the rebirth, you might want to call it, why I'm re-energized, why I'm back in this music game, has a lot to do with Lil Rick. You know, uh, like I said, I lost the passion for it. Lil Rick gave me that passion back. Shout out to Lil Rick. Shout out to Lil Rick. Like four years ago, uh, Lil Rick got at me and like, he said, bro, I heard the song. I heard a snippet of the song on Instagram. And I'm like, this shit go crazy. I like this song, right? And I liked it. And I put a gang of, you know, fire emojis. Well, I like that shit, bro. And then a few days later, Rick said, man, Magic Man, I had a dream. Who the fuck can I get on this song? He said, but when I woke up, I'm like, Magic motherfucking Mike. And he hit me. 
Like, come do this song with Magic. I need you. I'm like, bro, I ain't really, you know what I mean? Like, come on, Magic. I need you, bro. And I went and got in the studio where we knocked that shit out and did a video for it. And I'm like, I'm feeling this shit again, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting calls now. Motherfuckers hitting the DM. Like, bro, how much for a feature? Like, hey, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in action. I'm back in action, man. Yeah. This is where, where I belong, man. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. But um, I say now... It's a newfound respect when people do find out who I am and those that already know. Now the 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 homage is way more. You know what I mean? It's deeper. Yeah, now. that's you know why I mean? we're doing this. That's why that's why we're going we're going through this. I guess people see the longevity. Yeah, you feel me? And you got, you or gotta and they go homage. back and they dig and they, they hear dig, the ocean. Yeah. And they're like, "What the fuck? Well, this is what this dude is." The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, speaking of some of the old shit, man, did I hear correctly that Tone Capone was doing some of that production? Yeah, thing yeah. Back in the day? My guy, man, was that on? Uh, uh, um, Tone Capone, the one that produced me and Spice One. Okay, and he also produced "Get with My Pimpin' Bitch." Is that correct? Studio tone. Studio tone. Studio tone. Oh, yeah. oh Tone shit. Capone is, I didn't, I didn't meet Tone Capone till 96. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Did some proof projects with Tone Capone on the uh, Tone Capone FT2000 album. Okay, yeah, out, yeah. compilation. Compilation, yeah. yeah. And um, you mentioned meeting Mac Maul earlier. Yeah, when he was 16, Maul. Met Maul out here in Frisco, man. Uh, I was with my, my folks, Young Pone. Shout out my boy, Young Pone. Free Young Pone. It won't be long now, man. Uh, Young Pone and Ray Love. Okay. And uh, we on our way to, to the the E-40 party. Yeah. And um, we driving. We hit a corner somewhere out here. And, and, and uh, they like, they go Mac Maul right there in the, in the gas station. I'm looking at the gas station. It's a little young Young nigga in a Cadillac hanging out the world, playing his music loud, just wow. I'm like, that's Mac Maul. Like, Maul, this Magic Mike. He went ballistic. Magic Mike, oh my. Yeah. Oh, Magic motherfucking Mike, the Mackin of all time, nigga. You the good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bro, I grew up on you, man. You understand me? You laced my boots, man. I'm like, I like this young nigga, man. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's and, tight. Uh, he got us in the party. Uh huh. There was a line around the corner, and he just said, watch this, watch this. Mac Maul, Magic Mike, AWOL Records. Watch out. Mac Maul, Magic Mike, AWOL Records. <laughs> and motherfuckers moved out the way and, bruh, nigga got us in the door. <laughs> he got us in there, bro. We got in the club. It was crazy, bro. That's, yeah, that was a crazy night. Yeah, Maul, but I was, to this day, I fuck with Maul. That's dope. That's to this dope. day, we got shit going on right now to this day. Like, I fuck with Maul. And you told you were talking a little bit offline about <laughs> how you met Mac Dre once. That's crazy. Yeah, I spoke on this before, but looking at him right now, it's crazy, like... You would think, come on, man, Mac Dre. Like, it was only inevitable that me and E-40 did a song. Yeah. But, it, like, Mac Dre and Magic Mike or Mac yeah. Dre and Calvin T, like, how did that never materialize? Right. And the first time I met Dre, he had already spoke up on me, paid homage, spoke on me, spoke on me in interviews and all this shit. But the first time I met him was, what's the name of the studio we said? Soundwave. Soundwave in West Oakland. And I'm working on a project, and he working on the project. He fresh home with the Thiz movement. And Miami the most and Kilo Kirk come in the studio. They're like, Magic, hey, wait, wait, Dre in there? I'm like, Mac, you know, Mac Dre? They say no more. And I go in the lab, he busy, he on the boards, he busy doing his thing. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to interrupt my nigga, but shit. I'm like, Dre, Dre, Magic Mike, man, what's happening? Nigga, headphones come off. Magic Mike? Like deep, the Magic Mike? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm about to miss me, Magic Mike, man. <laughs> Number. 
like mutual goddamn game respect. Like my nigga, I'm like nigga, you my nigga. Like yeah. I'm just as impressed. And we said we was gonna do a song, and this is my regret. Instead of us, fuck what you doing right now. Fuck what I'm doing right now. Right, pop right, your right, shroom. Right, I'm gonna right. pop my pill. We gonna take this right. bottle down. We gonna smoke this blunt, nigga. We can finna go. We didn't do that. Right. And shortly thereafter, you know, was his demise. I never got to work with that man. I regret not working with him that night. Like, yeah, I regret that. That's one of my true regrets in this shit, man. At least you got to to meet him and have that exchange. We had that moment only we knew about. Yeah. And only we know about well, that moment. That's who it's for. But I wish yeah. I wish we would just stop doing what we was doing. Stop everything. Drop everything, man. Yeah. And go put that game together. That'll be a classic right now. Right, right, right. You know what right. I mean? Uh, one, one final name I'm going to mention, and I've heard you bring him up before, and he's definitely doing his thing right now, and he represents the rich as well, and that's Hit a Slim, <laughs> formerly known See, as La Rue. You naming my people. These yeah. my people's you naming La Rue. Well, I want to tie you in to the, <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. whole La Rue, that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my folks. He's the, how we just mentioned about Lil Rick. Mm-hmm. Got me back into this shit. You know what I mean? Got me back motivated. Like, shortly thereafter, like I say, three weeks, here come Hit a Slim. Right. I need you on a, I need you on a track, man. Send it, email it. You know what I mean? I'd never tell that dude no. Yeah. Like, never tell that dude no about anything. And he been solid from day one. La Rue, Hit a Slim, like, anything with music, anything he's involved in, any event, any, whatever he's involved in, he gonna tap in with me and let me know you invited you don't have to pay nothing. Whoever you with, don't have to pay nothing. Just come. I want you there. I want you around this. And when he started doing that, and I started going to little parties and, you know what I mean, rubbing elbows and networking, that's when I really got serious this time around about this music, man. And yeah. Shout out to Hitler Slam because he was responsible for that, man. Yeah, sometimes you need you need that person to put that battery in your back. You need it. Yeah. You need it. Is there anybody else that we haven't mentioned so far that you feel is was really important in building the Richmond rap scene? We got, uh, I said, like I say, Lil Rick for sure. Mob Sin, mm -hmm. for sure. Jay Jonah from the top flow, for sure. Uh, Filthy, mm -hmm. for sure. But now, and right now, Hit a Slim. Shout out to Hit a Slim. He ain't letting up. Signed to Sick With It. He ain't letting up. Shout out to I Am Sue, my youngster. We doing a track now. My last track of my album, I Am Sue. Shout out, because he, he got a movement. His movement is worldwide, too. Yeah. It's like, dope that y'all collabing. That's like oh, the, the two, gen, two I've been, generations. But I've been waiting on I Am Sue for the... That's what supposed to be my first feature on the album. Yeah. Because I got it a couple of years ago. Like, you you know, him and him. I know his whole... I know his dad. Mm -hmm. I know his family. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't remember Sue growing up. Because, you know, he wasn't on the streets like that. So I didn't remember Sue growing up, but I know his family. But I got at him and he like, oh, gee, it's nothing but respect, nothing but love. But I'm hella, hella busy right now. But if you, I think he was testing me. He's like, if you still with it, come to the beginning of the year, we gonna knock it out. I didn't have to get back at him. He got at me. He seen how busy I was. He seen the releases. He seen what I'm doing. He like, oh, gee, it's that time. It's that time for that song. Dope. You know? Dope. And I love, I like, again, shout out E-40. I got a song with E-40 called Humane. 40, I thank you for the feature. Shout out to Mr. Fab. You know what I mean? I reached out to him and, and he touched me with a verse within 12 hours. Mm. You know, you get at somebody about a verse and they touch you in 12 hours and I ask, what do you want? Name your ticket, my nigga. That's Enjoy the song, bro. Yeah, that's big. You know, these cats charging, charging. Yeah. By right, they should be. Right, right, right. Come on, man. Right. 
But to bless me with these tracks and be like, I'm asking, like, I'm not coming empty-handed, bro. I know what you're worth. What do you want from me? Tell me. And to be told, it's an honor for me to even do this. Right. Right. That's big for me, bro. That's dope. So shout out Forty, shout out Fab, man, for real, for real, and shout out my nigga I am Sue. And one, one, actually, one more name I want to ask about because I know I know my my folks in the rich will be mad at me if I, <laughs> if I didn't bring this up. But uh, Johnny Cash, rest in peace. Rest in peace to Cash. Did man. you ever have any? Nah, we were from okay. two different sides, different, different, different sides, different, different sides and generations. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, for Johnny Cash, as far as the, the Richmond music scene, yeah. Yeah, he was him and Ryder J. Clyde. Right. Johnny held it down for a few years with that Thiz. Like yeah. he repped for Thiz for Richmond. Right. Johnny Cash, right, right, yeah, right. he was dope. Yeah. Right. For real, for real. Well, uh, and then how's Calvin T doing right now? And, and my brother's alive. And, my brother is, you know what I mean? He's 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 good. He's good. He's good. He keep a smile on his face. You know what I'm saying? It's just like like I say, we of age, you know what I mean? Niggas yeah. dealing with health issues, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And whatnot. But Calvin is alive and well. I just threw a party, my homemade release party. And I invited Calvin, and he showed up. Fuck me up, bro. Like, like <laughs> I told you how hard it is. Yeah. He showed up, and he performed with me and everything uh-huh. at my party. I can go check it out on YouTube. My home ain't release party featuring Calvin T, man. He got a song out called Bottom Bitch. I better check it out. Calvin T, my bottom bitch. Like, yeah, both of y'all <laughs> is still, like, rapping hella good, Yeah, bro. yeah. If you got it, you got it. It ain't supposed yeah. to go nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, but like, a lot of people lose it, though. A lot I, of people do fall off. Lost the, like I said, I lost the passion. Yeah. And then the other thing is the content. I can only rap, I can only be authentic. You know what sure. I mean? So when I the shit I'm rapping about now, it's a twist of the same shit I used to rap about, but just from a different perspective. I'm not saying I'm out here doing this and I'm out. I'm letting you know if this is what you're doing, do it the right way. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You niggas game goofy, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That ain't pimping, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, there you, <laughs> you go. I mean? There you go. I, I would suggest uh, uh, another thing that you should do is, is get, your old songs on on these other platforms like Spotify. I'm trying to do Apple that now, that. bro. Yeah. With the old game, with a new twist, I'm 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 in the process of putting it up. But I got a problem with these platforms. Oh yeah, that's another thing I want to say. I'm dropping these singles mm-hmm. on these platforms, and they doing what they do. But this album, I I'm not dropping on these platforms, bro. When I drop this album, the man, the gift, the legend, this is like like I say, three years in the making, four years in the making. I got every feature I need. Uh, I got dope shit, bro. Dope, dope shit. And I just cannot see myself dumping a whole album on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and look at my report and see 17,623 streams in 24 hours, and all I get is $3.02. Yeah. What I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. Not even a fraction of a penny per stream. Like, how make them numbers make sense? Yeah, it's crazy. And you can ask all the questions that you want. Like, make these numbers make sense. And they try. It don't make sense to me. So, got the singles. They do what they do. But if you want this album, OnlyFans, pimp. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com. OnlyFans. Mac Magic Mike. Mike. If you want to subscribe for one flat, one flat fee. And you get access to the album, any video drops, any clips, anything I drop. But if you want the album, you're going to have to subscribe on OnlyFans for one flat fee. That's some pimping right there. That's some pimping right there. (laughs) (laughs) That's tight, man. Uh, Is there there anything else, like, at this point in your life, in life period music, that you feel like you still need to accomplish? Letting the people know who Magic Mike and Calvin T is. There it is. 
when I, I'm submit, in the process of submitting my legacy and I want my kids to know who I was and what I meant to Bay Area rap, there would be no, there would be no West Coast rap without Bay Area rap. Mm, there would be no Bay Area rap without Richmond as part of it. There would be no Richmond rap without Magic Mike and Calvin T. So you do the math. There it is. And that's why we're here. Direct from the source, Mac Magic Mike. Oh, Shout man. out to Calvin T. <laughs> Calvin T. Richmond, California. My brother. This is the history of the Bay. Oh, man. We're going to end it like that. Thank you, bro. Thank this you, was dope. Man. I appreciate you, For man. sure, for sure. I appreciate sure. the platform, man. I love what you're doing. And again, I got to shout you out on the rap. All right, History on. of the Bay. You right did on, that, bro. Right we, you we, did might, that. we might have to get one in, man. We have to or something, man. Yeah, I'll remix or something, man. Yeah, that'll be, be fresh, man. <laughs> Thank you, bro. All right, y'all. Uh, peace out. History of the Bay. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Mac, Magic Mike. Yeah, me. That's <laughs> where you got the game. We got our own style. Got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the Bay. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style. Got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the Bay. <laughs>